0: Welcome to Honestly Haunted! Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week on our Haunted European Union tour, we are investigating the beautiful island country of Malta. And while it is absolutely gorgeous, it's tiny. Like, only 17 miles long and 9 miles wide small.
1: We weren't sure if we'd even be able to find anything paranormal or even anything remotely spooky in our research for this episode. But lucky for us, what Malta lacks in size, it more than makes up for in haunted hotspots. We have six allegedly haunted locations to chat about this
0: week in Malta, which, if true, must make Malta the most haunted place on the planet if we're talking about haunts per square mile.
1: That should, I feel like that should be a unit of measurement. Haunts per square. Haunts per
0: square mile. Yeah, <laughs> it's at least a unit of measurement for us. It is
1: for us, for sure. So now, if you are like us, you might not have known much about Malta or even exactly where it was geographically. But Aaron and I are going to bring you up to speed on this historic island nation in the Mediterranean. And it's fascinating and spooky folklore.
0: First thing about Malta is, it's old. Just off the southern coast of Sicily and directly east of Tunisia, Malta was first inhabited as early as 5,900 BC. In fact, the famous megalithic temples, which were built between 3,600 BC and 2,500 BC, are among the oldest surviving buildings in the world.
1: Malta witnessed the Bronze Age, was colonized by the Phoenicians, and eventually ruled by the Roman Empire. In 218 BC. In 870 AD, they were invaded by the Arab dynasty of Aghlabids, which is modern day northern Africa. By the 11th century, the country had been vastly repopulated by Arabs.
0: In 1091, the Kingdom of Sicily claimed Malta in its conquest for Christianization of the Mediterranean (laughs) Islands. An order of knights known as the Order of St. John, who were an early modern Catholic military order, ruled the country until our good friend Napoleon Bonaparte invaded Malta in
1: 1798. It only took the people of Malta a few months under French rule to be like, nope. And with the help of the British Navy, they kicked out the French troops in 1800. But poor Malta couldn't catch a break before the British got all colonize and added it as a British protectorate in 1813.
0: Oh, good old Brits. They couldn't help
1: themselves. They
0: are good at one thing, and was, that's colonizing. It was just
1: ripe for the plucking. So,
0: During World War I, World War II, and the Cold War, Malta essentially was a self-governing state. Malta became an independent Commonwealth realm, known as the State of Malta, in 1964. It became an official republic in 1974, and in 2004, became a member state of the European
1: Union. So all that history brings us to now, and I'm sure we missed a few things, but that sets the stage for some of the particularly interesting crossroads of folklore and legends that seem to have left their mark. Greek Byzantine influences and Arabic roots in the Maltese language mixed with Baroque Catholicism, and we have ourselves a really interesting premise for ghost stories. (laughs) First on our
0: list is the Telga Tala Womu.
1: We're going to butcher a lot of words in this just so you know. Maltese is has a lot of Arabic roots in it which we are not very familiar with in our in our English speaking uh Uh, vibes. So we're going to try our best. So bear with us.
0: (laughs) So from what we can find, the location is essentially a bus stop in the city of Naxar. It's a stop on a prominent highway located in a roundabout, and there are an abnormal amount of car accidents reported in this spot alone.
1: Locals claim that there are dozens of wandering spirits in the area, and that the roundabout creates almost an entrance to another realm the more times you circle the roundabout, Others say they are frequently approached by ghosts on their way to and from the bus stop. They are asked questions in a language that they do not recognize, and when they try to offer help, money, or food, the apparitions will vanish.
0: Some of the ghosts are even known to hitchhike. A man named Tommaso Vella was vacationing in Malta, and he noticed a female hitchhiker waiting near the bus stop. She claimed she had no money for the bus, and she needed a ride.
1: Tommaso offered to drive her in his car. Once he began to drive, he asked her where she needed to go, and she refused to answer. When he asked her once more, she reached across the car and grabbed his steering wheel and forced him to crash. When Tommaso had gotten himself safely out of the car, he went to the passenger side to check on the woman, but there was no one in the passenger seat.
0: Some believe the spirits might belong to a family who were killed in an unsolved hit-and-run on the highway in the 1970s. But others believe the area is essentially a thin spot in time where ancient spirits linger
1: and find their way through some kind of veil. Our next spot is the Verdala Palace, which is located in Sigwu. It's actually the summer residence for Malta's president, and it was built as a hunting lodge for the Order of St. John in the 1560s and was expanded into a palace in 1586. The most popular legend surrounding the
0: palace is that of the Blue Lady. Yes, Malta is in on the colorful
1: lady trend too. <laughs> the blue lady was said to have been the niece of Grand Master de Rohan, who was the 70th Grand Master of the Order of St. John from 1775 to 1797. De Rohan's niece was being forced to marry an undesirable suitor.
0: Instead of marrying the man, she donned her blue wedding dress, climbed onto the highest balcony of the palace, And jumped to her death. That's
1: a power move. It is indeed. (laughs) Her ghost is seen wandering the halls of the palace. And of course, she is always seen in blue. She's also (laughs) believed to be a bit of a trickster. When the palace is not being utilized by the head of state, it's open to tourists. Tourists frequently complain
0: that the doors are very difficult to open throughout the palace. And when they request assistance from tour guides, the doors then open with ease.
1: Rather than the doors feeling like they are locked, it actually feels like someone is holding the doorknob steady on the other side of the door, preventing you from turning it. Like, you can feel the handle give way like it's sliding into someone's hand.
0: Occasionally, staff who have had trouble opening a door will let go of the handle, wait a moment, and then the door will simply open on its own. This seems to happen mainly in the upstairs bedrooms, specifically the ones that historically would have been used to host unmarried young ladies visiting the estate.
1: Spooky! (laughs) Next we have the Manuel Theatre in the city of Valletta. Built in 1731, it is considered a national treasure and is actually Europe's third oldest functioning theatre, which we love a little theatre history over here. Yes, we do.
0: (laughs) While theatrical performances still take place there audience members have also been captivated by more than just the actors.
1: One of the seating boxes located on the mezzanine level of the theater is frequently reported to produce random fog. No source for the fog has ever been found, but the box still manages to produce billows of fog in rehearsals, during performances, and even for the cleaning crews after hours. It's giving Phantom of the Opera vibes. Oh, definitely. We loves it. <laughs> but there are also dozens of reports of slamming doors, mysterious shadow figures, also frequently follow the actors in the wings.
0: Many who work at the theater believe that one spirit that inhabits the space is named Rita. Rita was a beggar woman who would sleep in the theater basement shortly after the theater opened.
1: Legend goes that Rita fell to her death from one of the upper-level balconies while pursuing a thief in the theater who had stolen from her.
0: Rita's ghost is believed to haunt the basement and upper floors of the theater, drifting
1: from room to room, looking
0: for her stolen treasures.
1: So, to debriefs real quickly, we have an allegedly haunted bus stop, palace, and theater. What could be next?
0: How about a haunted farmhouse? Okie
1: dokie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, we are, again, probably going to butcher this pronunciation, but we're going to try. It's the Ur-Razet-Taxistan in Malija, and it's an 18th century farmhouse. It was built for the Knights of Malta as a stable and
1: horse-riding school. However, in the 19th century, the farmhouse and its land was divided and purchased by two different farmers, and they had the original building converted into two different structures. Two spiral
0: staircases were enclosed in the original building that led to the roof of the farmhouse. We love a good spiral staircase. And they appear to look like devil horns ascending up to the ceiling. Okay, maybe not these spiral staircases. But generally... (laughs) It was around this time that legends about the land and the building itself started to spread.
1: The apparently demonic iconography featured in the farmhouse gave way to some pretty interesting tales, the big one being that the land in the farmhouse must have been inhabited by the devil.
0: Obviously. Yeah. There's even a Maltese traditional song slash poem about this site called Il Carnival. Roughly translated into English, it means the devil built these walls in three days and held an elaborate feast on the land.
1: Even the name we butchered earlier, Irvazet Zixitan, is Maltese for the devil's farmhouse.
0: Today, the farmhouse is recognized as a national monument by the Malta Environment and Planning Authority but those who visit at night say the building is just filled with dark energy.
1: The most common report is that classical music echoes throughout the entire structure at dusk when no one is around, and no source to that music can ever be found. Who would have thought that the devil was a fan of classical music,
0: especially when he's always playing the fiddle? Yeah, good fiddle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know he's good at the fiddle, so... We know he loves some good southern country music. Fiddle, so go no figure. But... Up next, we have a haunted hotel. What diversity.
0: So much going on here. (laughs) So the Splendid Hotel in Valletta is located on Straight Street, which in the 19th century was pretty much the red light district of Malta.
1: The Splendid got its start as a brothel and would come to be associated with some truly gruesome murders. The most infamous being of a prostitute who was stabbed to death and was left to bleed out in the first floor bathroom.
0: Today, the Splendid is essentially used as a community center. Bands, arts galleries, and even amateur theatrical productions take place in the space. But many who have worked and visited the Splendid feel the very angry presence of something or someone in the halls of the old building.
1: Many believe the woman's restless spirit wanders the hallways and rooms of the old hotel is known to hurl furniture at men who dare to enter the space where she died. Get it, girl. So be on the lookout for that if you visit, guys. Because <laughs> that's, that's I, extreme. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame her. No. You know. <laughs> She's also known
0: to walk directly behind people throughout the building. If you hear footsteps behind you, staff encourage you not to turn around, or you risk being greeted by a ghostly face with blood dripping from her mouth and neck. Oh,
1: so vivid. That is so vivid. Visceral. I just, yeah, just, you know, you know, you hear footsteps behind you, but it's like, don't turn around. Don't turn around. And to
0: know that that's what would be waiting for
1: you if you turned around, oh. that is straight out of a horror movie. That is. So our final spooky stop in Malta is a good old fashioned haunted house. Well, a villa, technically.
0: <laughs> we like our haunted houses to be bougie. A little bougie. <laughs> the Villa San Succi was constructed by Dr. Salvatore Luigi Pisani in 1870. Dr. Pisani was a world-renowned surgeon who specialized in midwifery and gynecology. So, during the Crimean War, he volunteered with the British Army as a surgeon. He even worked with Florence Nightingale, and she wrote to the governor of Malta to praise his skills and dedication to the medical field. So
1: Dr. Pisani eventually returned to Malta in 1855, as he was discharged by the British Army for an ongoing illness. And it was during this time that he built his luxurious villa. While Dr. Pisani continued to work as a
0: physician, rumors go that he was plagued by something more than just illness. He would spend many sleepless nights in his villa and would complain of hearing voices in the dark corners of his home.
1: Dr. Pisani eventually succumbed to whatever disease afflicted him in 1908, and we could find no actual cause of death for the doctor. All that has been recorded about his death was that it was a mysterious and prolonged disease that he suffered from for more than 60 years.
0: The villa was passed down to his heirs, who ultimately didn't keep it very long.
1: It was converted into a hotel in the 1920s, but no one seemed to want to stay there. British soldiers inhabited the dwelling during World War II, but many of them found the house made them feel very uncomfortable. They felt as if they were being watched, and many complained of disembodied voices.
0: Today, the villa is completely dilapidated. Those who pass by or dare to enter the structure at night claim to hear eerie noises and voiceless
1: whispers echoing from the halls. And that really has us wondering, was Dr. Brazani possessed by something that was unleashed when he died there? So, there you
0: have it. A haunted bus stop, palace, theater, farmhouse, hotel, and
1: villa. What, what is, is going, going on in, in Malta?
0: Malta?
1: <laughs> like, we're talking 17 miles by 9 miles. That's a lot for a small, small place. Six. Six haunted locations.
0: And, and... Allegedly. Yeah, I mean, and each one has some significant weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't get the image of a ghost with bloody.
1: Ghostly prostitute walking behind you. Walking
0: behind you. That is terrifying. terrifying.
1: And ghosts that seem to have some physical attributes as far as like the the bus stop. The car. car, Being able to move the car. Pull the steering wheel. That's scary. Maybe
0: we should just kind of like start with each one. Yeah. Um, That one was super interesting to me because it reminded me so much of those typical kind of like urban legends about hitchhikers Mm -hmm. and like cars on the road and and it it's just it fits into that category of just like the urban legends that stick around that no matter how old you get you're still kind of worried you're gonna find a hook on your car Car door door, you know Mm -hmm. like that that level there of like you pick up a woman hitchhiker and then she literally tries to kill you. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's like, not to like, I don't want to divulge too far from this, but it's weird how those legends seem to modernize over time. Like now it's not necessarily the boogeyman with the hook. It's like, human traffickers with zip ties, with the zip ties on handles. And it's like, like, it's just interesting. Like, I'm not saying that, like, human traffickers are utilizing that legend to scare, like, they're doing their own thing, which is still terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. But it just, that, that kind of boogeyman permeation through, through legend is, is very present and and i just it's another mention of a thin spot a veiled spot yes yes and we've
0: talked about thin spots before um a thin spot this idea that it's thin enough to kind of reach into the other side whatever that Whether other it's side
1: is dimension but it makes they they, they specifically wrote it's a, a veil or a thin spot in time which for malta i mean it is I mean, we've we've covered old places before, but like the Phoenicians, yeah, like, like very very old <laughs> in in the the temples that were that were built there. I mean, thousands and thousands of years old. Uh, it was probably some of the oldest. I mean, it's it is it has, has some of the oldest structures. In the in the world, and so I can't. We we have a hard time fathoming how old that is. So,
0: but that's actually interesting to think, because I'm like, well, then what makes a bus stop so interesting that that's where the thin spot is? But thinking thinking about it in the opposite way, so if we're talking about it being a thin spot in time, presumably the other side can also see us mm-hmm. and so maybe that's why it's interesting we have like phoenicians looking and seeing a bus all of a sudden and they're yeah. like what
1: what but i think it's less about the bus stop and it's more about the roundabout oh yeah but, but I, I think maybe no part I, of it... I see
0: what you mean though too i forgot about the roundabout piece
1: because there's something it says like the thin spot exists like the more times you go around the roundabout the thinner it's the almost veil like
0: you're manifesting it in some way or you're like some sort of energizing time machine. it.
1: Yeah. And, Imagine this like little hamster wheel, like yeah. feeding it. But the bus stop is interesting too, because it gives me Harry Potter King's Cross oh, yes, vibes. It like does, you could it does. go on like yeah. you're departing this location it, for the next. Yeah. So
0: it reminds me too of that,
1: that story at um, the
0: palace of Versailles, which is that I, I think I brought it up once before, but it's like this It's another story of, like, a thin spot in time where somebody was visiting Versailles, like, I want to say in, like, the 90s or something, like, much more recently. And they separated from their friend and they wanted to go see, um, Marie Antoinette's, like, garden house. Mm -hmm. And so she went and that, she said she, like, went through this tiny little, like, pathway and suddenly it was very quiet and, like, the whole area was very quiet and all she saw was, um... A couple of people set out on like a picnic, but they were in like seventeen hundreds clothes. And she like walked up to one woman, and like she's pretty sure it was Marie Antoinette. Ooh. and like and then she like turned around and she was back in the present, and like, they were gone.
1: <gasps> Makes me think of um, the Mummy two. Did you see with Britton Fraser? I mean, I've definitely seen, seen it, Wells. but I she's not. she's they're excavating an ancient tomb, and she. Has like a flashback to ancient times, and that tells her how to open the oh, door. Oh,
0: yeah! And yes. she has like a
1: brief vision yes. where she's thrown back into it. I mean, again, yeah. I know that this is that's fiction, but like, no. Still. But the
0: but like my my point of of the like Versailles story is that there have been stories of people having glimpses into this other time. I think even one of our earliest. Episodes, we talked about some house where the woman, like, walked into the dining room and saw, like, a whole family eating dinner who, like, looked up at her. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, all of these stories that have these, these perceptions of not just us seeing something ghostly, but, like, us seeing something in the past and them seeing us,
1: Two, too. Which is Oof. fascinating. But, yeah, I think on just such a tiny island that if these veils or thin spots exist that you'd notice more often. And that seems to be, there's a a high amount of accidents reported in this area because people see things and it just seems to be a place where it can peek through whatever it might be.
0: Which is interesting.
1: So, but next we had the the palace, palace, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: it's interesting to me. Yes. Our blue lady. But, um, so like the Knights of Malta, like it's, it's a knighthood, but it's also like, Beginning of Knights Templar. Right. So there are some... We've, we've not really gone, like, too much in depth in Knights Templar. Like, there's parts of it that exist as, like, a, a military religious organization that literally just ran countries. Like, yeah. Like, they were on a lot of the Mediterranean islands. Malta, Rhodes, Crete, and they just... We're basically like the law enforcement and government, but there's also a stuff. lot
0: of like conspiracy Beera-y. about it as well. Lots, which and is lots. fascinating. Yes, love it. We love
1: it so much. So we might have to do a conspiracy episode. <laughs> we
0: love ourselves a good <laughs> plot to a Dan Brown novel. Oh,
1: <laughs> I, oh, gosh, I love Dan Brown so much. I would read Da Vinci Code every week. Like oh, I just yeah. love those books yeah, so much. I,
0: I do too. They're they're such a good like. I I mean, I don't even know if I would call it a guilty pleasure. No. It's just like, it's just like, it's a. Fun read that also feels a little bit
1: more into like historical. Like, yeah, like it yeah. feels like
0: you I mean, obviously it's fiction, but yeah. it, it feels like you're like getting an insight Some, into things. It's something like, so old. Know, it's, it's fun. We love, we, we
1: love a good conspiracy. We do, we do love it. We love it. So, but yeah, so, <laughs> love it. but the, the hunting lodge essentially was built for the, the knights of Malta, built it, Yeah. Right, and are running parts of their organization from it. It becomes a, a great palace a couple years later. They expand on it. Now the head of state utilizes it it's supposed to be real bougie and lush (laughs) um so but then we have yeah this trickster blue lady this one
0: which I love the twist of her being kind of a trickster because otherwise I think she kind of fits the mold of that very kind of stereotypical like A woman about to get married, dies in her wedding dress, usually from suicide, and then haunts the place and has a color associated with her. Like, that's a very typical thing. It's a thing we've talked about many a times. It's It's old. It's a very common (laughs) trope of ghost story. Yeah. Yeah. but she gets a little bit more. I like the fact that she has that trickster twist because I feel like it makes her a little bit more real to mm-hmm. me. Like thinking about the time period that it was in, thinking about the fact that she didn't want to get married and that her solution was to jump off a building, it also makes her feel very childlike yeah. to me, which is sadder Sad. in in a lot of ways. It makes it a lot sadder. Mm-hmm. Um but, like, you also get that feeling with, like, her playing with the doors and stuff like that that it's, like, a child.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, messing with the handles and the doorknobs, like, and, and it's also funny that she, like, knows when it's tourists and when it's, like, the people, the who, people work, who work there. They're, and they're, they- they're, like, okay, girl, like, come on, like, <laughs> okay, fine. it's just you, fine, come on in. And
0: then, again, that seems almost childish yeah. Of, like, oh, I'm listening to the people are, who are in charge here. Or
1: definitely, like, preteen vibes. Yes, yeah, yes. Definitely parts of that. So, so again, there's not a ton right more than that so i think that's just like kind of a cut and dry yeah. locale, but enough that it stands out and she's known on the island yes. like it, it's part of part of it which is i think is neat and uh, then oh the theater the, theater's the next. theater right yeah. Okay, which
0: we already kind of touched upon a little bit it's freaking scary the imagery the no. Imagery no, no, no. Of that
1: was the ho- that was the hotel the prostitute of the hotel the theater is the one with the fog coming out of the oh yeah
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many. I'm getting There's confused. six of them, so
1: it's fine. Okay. But yeah, the theater, the theater has the Phantom of the Opera vibes. Right. And the, they believe this Rita. Rita. Spirit of Rita. Rita.
0: That's okay. Yeah. Rita is. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, So again, another one that's kind of cut dry. We know, we've talked about theaters a few times, that theaters yes. hold a lot of emotional energy in them. I
0: personally love the idea that there's some sort of ghost in the theater house who is like, you know what all of these shows could use a lot more of?
1: Bog. special effects <laughs> <I know. laughs> with some fog but yeah it just and it also i love that it comes out of a box seat which yes, feels very, phantom. very, very um phantom. but that the actors claim and feel shadow presence which i don't know if that is terrifying for them or if they find it fascinating I will say,
0: especially old theaters i feel like it's inevitable it you comes feel with the territory yeah. in that space and so, honestly, I'm not surprised to Mm-mm. hear that. The fog is a weird thing there, but... They
1: can't figure it out. Yeah. Which is just so bizarre. But it's, like, I mean, it's it's a national monument. Like, the theater's been very well preserved. It's still functioning. It's still active. i love um, to see it. Which is, is really, really yeah. cool. Um, and then you have the ghost of Rita, who is just kind of doing her, her thing, but she like, was kind of, kind of got the raw end of the deal in life. She kind
0: of reminds me a bit of um, Sweeney Todd wife oh Bad yeah story a little bit
1: kind of just existing just staying in thing. the realm of theater like yeah just kind of that, that
0: kind of tragic
1: theme. yeah she i mean was obviously homeless and and yeah. slept in the theater and then something was stolen from her and she felt the need to to chase and yeah. there were some legends for this story also that and, and i saw both so i wasn't really sure but it also said that her her child was was taken from her arm. She was basically in one of the box seats.
0: That just makes it even more. It's worse. It's
1: more. Yeah, it really does. Um, and that she fell to her death while trying to like retrieve her Mm. child. But the other ones I see like that she's more, she's looking for something that was like tangibly, I don't know, stolen from her. I mean, yeah,
0: I could see through time. Like it's, it's something precious to her, whether that be an item Item or or a a
1: baby. baby. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting thing too.
0: But then that brings us to the hotel, right? Farmhouse. Farmhouse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: Oh my Farmhouse. Goodness. Farmhouse. Yeah. Um, Which, like, it seems like it really just kind of got away from them. Because it was, like, the <laughs> only thing about it was that there was two staircases in there that, I guess, my, my only guess is that um, maybe per the architecture of the times it was normal for, for staircases to kind of form like a horseshoe from the floor up and my only mm. guess is that these were inverted and so they look kind of more like horns you know what i mean yeah. like so it would have been a normal that staircase still seems
0: kind of weird to me based on a spiral staircase though
1: but no it's it's supposed to be two so it's like right. two staircases like a normal staircase would start like here's the bottom And then the top kind of forms like a horseshoe and that's where it ends. But they're saying that the staircases were like this kind of like Mm. with, so it looked like two horns. But didn't they say there were
0: spiral staircases?
1: Yeah, but they go like, I, I don't know if they went, up and over but they say that they look like horns
0: no no i i get that i'm just saying like i understand what you're saying about the typical staircase but spiral staircases are generally up and down like spiral yeah. staircases are spiraling around i see a, what you mean so i don't know i can't picture that on a curve i saw it, if it more as just sense. curved
1: rather than spiral so i'm not sure um, and the buildings are pretty dilapidated now, so I don't so think you can to even tell. see the original staircases. Yeah. So it seems, for that one, it seems like a bit of a stretch that it was yeah. just kind of what they perceived as like demonic iconography or symbol, like symbols, and they just kind of took it as, but it was... It was enough for them to, like, create, like, a poem or, like, a kind of a right. a nursery rhyme, essentially, that, in Maltese to, to me, talk about it. To me, that
0: seems a little bit more, like, the way that, like, every, every town has, like, that scary
1: house. Yeah, like, yeah. a little bit like that, maybe. Maybe so. Little... That one, it was a hard one for me. But it's, like, I mean, but it's, it's established. It's also a, a, a national monument, too. Like, it's got a Wikipedia page. It's legit. Like, it's <laughs> this whole thing. Um... But, but yeah, I, I don't, I'm confused about that one too. Right. Yeah. The existence in the, really the only spooky thing is that people say like there's dark energy in the location yeah. in classical music.
0: Which <laughs> so. I mean, if, if I was hearing classical music in a place that shouldn't be playing music, like that is scary. Yeah, I'd be scary. a little spooked. That's, that's a place that I think like us being there might have, might make us make have different. a different take on yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And the location, I mean, there's something unique about the structure for sure. There's, it's yeah i don't know i can't there's just something off about it i'll show you some pictures of yeah. it we'll post obviously locations I would be, but
0: i would be interested to hear my husband's opinions as an architect Ooh, about yeah. it um you know oh that would be a fun thing to ask him to get like something about like haunted architecture and get his insight, yeah even though he hates this stuff
1: but <laughs> <laughs> he would do it begrudgingly
0: <laughs> um but that does bring us to the hotel. Finally! Erin's <laughs> hotel. No, it's not my... Not
1: Erin's hotel. The I, I just can't get
0: the... I, I think I just can't get the imagery out of my mind, and that's why I kept thinking it was next, because it's just taking up so much space in my brain yeah, right now. Yeah, it's
1: pretty... It's It's vivid, for sure. So, I mean, it was in a kind of a prominent... Red night, red night, red light district, (laughs) red night, red light district, Uh, brothel status, hotel, I imagine rent by the hour status for a while. People
0: in that, in that area, like probably were poorer. There was Mm -hmm. probably more violence. There was probably a lot more of of all of that, that more crime. And, and then obviously, you know, one woman was killed Brutally. Yeah.
1: imagine it said that there was a site of quite a few murders that took place there. Um, But that one seems to be the most famous one. Yeah. And and it's interesting, too, because it's like we don't have a name. We don't really have dates attached to it. Um, But the fact that she still is there in, in this theater is still... The it's a it was a hotel, but now it's like it's a community kind of like um, center, basically. Like it can right. be utilized for lots of different things. Imagine like it's a civic center kind of. Kind oh, of
0: that thing. makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So they you use it for lots of different things, but now she's just kind of maintained the space and continues to walk through it and is angry. Yeah. Very, and the fact angry. The fact
0: that you could see like that they are like don't turn around or you will see a face that means people have seen her face and I feel like that is. Much more rare in these types of stories. Like usually, it's like oh, you see a figure or you hear footsteps or voices. But like to to literally feel somebody on the heels of your own feet and then turn around and see a
1: face is that's not something you recover from. Yeah, that's scary. And she throws furniture at men. (laughs) She throws stuff.
0: I mean, I I know she probably had some terrible experiences. I mean, we can't
1: blame her for it, but still, like for a ghost to I mean. That's ghosts don't usually do that. Poltergeists and demons, right? That do brings that. her
0: again into that physical space, like we talked about with the bus stop, mm-hmm. where there is like this physicality with the supernatural that's occurring here. Yeah,
1: it's in, that's that's a lot. Yeah. So, and then the final one is the villa, the villa.
0: which may or may not have possessed.
1: Well, the it's doctor. almost based on the research is is that he he was possessed, right? That right. he was possessed, and that when he built the villa and he died, it, oh. it went on. So he... he Is there
0: any story as to how he would have gotten possessed? Not necessarily. I don't know if it's,
1: possessed is quite the right word. He was afflicted with this sort of illness. Right. And nobody could... He, I mean, he was a doctor. He worked with doctors. Yeah. Nobody could diagnose him. And he just kind of suffered in silence for like 60 years of this, of this disease, mm. whatever it could be. And he... it it made it hard for him to sleep. He, and and who knows, like if the disease making it hard for him to sleep is what kind of caused maybe some psychosis, some hard, some hearing voices, feeling like you're being watched is lots of things. things. So he, I mean, when he ultimately died in the villa and then nobody really could stay in the villa for long. Like they felt so uncomfortable by the energy there. And so a lot of the research we found kind of leads you to think that, he might have been possessed or something was attached to him. And when he died, it didn't it just attached it just to the house. just stayed in the house. Attached to the house.
0: I I just wonder. I I want to know more. And obviously, that's one of the problems we've faced with a lot of other stories that we've had. It's like I want to know more. I want to know when this affliction started. Where was he? Was there some yeah. sort of story at wherever he was? Where all of the, you know? I want yeah. I want like the origin.
1: Yes. It can it can even give me like Midnight Mass vibes. Like he brought yes, it back with he him. He brought it
0: back and oh then yes. it latched. Oh, midnight Mass, was so, mass good. Oh my God, it's so good.
1: Yeah, but it kind of, like, latched on and just kind of to the house. And, I mean, the house is, like, in complete ruins, which is sad. Like, you can see from some of the pictures about how glorious this place likely was. Right. And so it's kind of, it's just heartbreaking. That which is
0: interesting, too, because then you're, like, people let it get to that point, mm-hmm. which makes you think that it didn't, it wasn't worth saving. Yeah, it was left ways. it was left to his heirs, yeah. and
1: they couldn't hang, and we're like, nope something's off. It didn't last as a hotel it was off British soldiers we were, were like, no, nah. we're like, no, nah. like in, in Malta was kind of a, a hot spot for the British Navy during world war two specifically. So, I mean, there was lots of activity there yeah, and they, yeah. even they were like, uh, so it's, it's one of those interesting things. So looking at like kind of the whole picture yeah, I of mean, Malta, maybe,
0: maybe let's, let's do a verdict on Malta. Yeah. Um, which is, is a little bit broader than we've ever done before, but
1: honestly haunted
0: yeah yeah
1: i i think part of it it's it just from all the influences that kind of brought it to present day so we talked about like there's some byzantine greek influences some arabic uh northern africa roots especially as far as the language goes and then also like catholic christianity domain like it's just got kind of this hodgepodge plus it's ancient it's so old and all these things kind of muddled together. I'm not surprised that yeah, there are so no. many
0: things Same. attached,
1: or that the people that live there are so in tune with those that, that fact, like those truths right. that they are open whenever it presents itself. Yeah. Like that they, and that's why there's de- detailed records of these places having spiritual and or paranormal. there's so many
0: for such a small area. But that's
1: what I mean. If like yeah. all the people, like the only reason that we find out about these things is if
0: people talk about it and or, talk about it
1: online it, yeah. and that there's stories written down in multiple sources verifying it that people have had these experiences and i have to kind of give credit to the people of malta who are like yeah this stuff happens and we're we're part of it and we can appreciate it because of how old this place is and all of the i
0: would love to go to malta and i would love for us to like hear from any of you who have been or who may be there now like if you've had experiences with any of these places or elsewhere you know i would love to hear about that me too They're all such different stories that it would be hard, like, maybe not all of them have me totally convinced. Like, maybe the farmhouse, if it was a standalone one, I would say maybe not haunted. Um, But all of them together, like, Mm -hmm. there are too many pieces for me to not think this is, in fact, a hotbed. Like... The hotel obviously has been sticking with me. Um, The villa like really intrigues me. That feels like the setup to something and like, I just want to know more. And there's just, there's just so much and there's so much, like you said, acceptance of it that I think it's just, it would be, it would be foolish to Mm -hmm. say it was not. Now, obviously, this is a broad thing, so it's not us taking yeah. a stand on each individual story. But I do think that Malta is probably
1: a very spooky space. Yeah, and and I we hadn't mentioned it before when we talk about like the history, but the megalithic temples that exist there. There's mm-hmm. a few of them throughout throughout the island, and it's it's interesting to me that like so these are some of the most ancient structures on Earth. We don't necessarily know why they were built. We just have to believe that they were built for some spiritual right. reason. And they were so well built. The on a state Bay of state on an island in what the middle are they channeling? of the Meta- in the middle of the Mediterranean. Like middle of no I mean there's there's really no scientific reason that these should have lasted as long as they have. Stone temples in the middle What are they channeling? What are they channeling? And what ancient power was so prevalent to the people that lived there thousands and thousands of years years ago that they felt the need to make these temples right. and that they are preserved today. So there's something, something going on. Both yeah. show. I just can't 17 miles by nine miles. Teeny <laughs> tiny crazy. Well, we're going to go dream about vacations in the Mediterranean and we'll be back next week with more honestly haunted. Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Little man, Steve. <laughs>